0: I'm Ebony K. Williams, attorney and host. Welcome to Holden Court, where we analyze the latest legal headlines that everybody's already talking about. But we dig deep into how the courts impact the culture. We break it all down going straight from gavel to your news And every week, we keep it 100. Right, Dustin?
1: That's righty. Let's hold court.
0: Dustin, I want to start things off a little differently this okay. morning. Um, happy fall to you, by the way. Happy fall to you. I love your
1: fall <laughs> colors this week. Thank yes. you. I
0: love yours as well. We're Thank giving you. monochromatic muscles for fall.
1: That's it. Right on trend. Right on trend. Yes. Fall 2022. That's right.
0: Um, I had a very interesting weekend. Mm-hmm. It started, um, uh, by me t- attending the Chris Rock show by myself.
1: Okay. Now, so I you can wanna... really pay attention. <laughs> yeah. You took it all That's man. really mm-hmm. what I,
0: I went for. hmm so confession, I have been a lifelong Chris Rock comedy fan. Okay. Let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. I lo- first of all, I love stand up comedy. Me too. You know, I I skew serious. Um, I mean, you might not can tell it on this show, but <laughs> 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 which is a good thing. <laughs> um, but, but you know, you know, I've I've lived a life, you know, of intensity. And so, so I get my shits mm-hmm. by going to stand up. Watching stand up. Um, I've watched Eddie Murphy Raw no less than 67 times. One of my
1: fundamental.
0: Fundamental. That was character shaping for me. (laughs) Okay. Um, I was just watching Eddie Murphy's, I mean, um, Richard Pryor's Mm -hmm. um, Long Beach, California Mm -hmm. show, which is available on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I love stand up. Mm -hmm. And Chris Rock has always been a bit of a pinnacle to me, Dustin, because of how smart his cultural takes had been. And you know, as I already said, had been.
1: Past tense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Past tense.
0: So I was very excited. I spent a couple dollars mm-hmm. on this ticket, and that's why that's another reason I went by myself, because I knew I wanted to have a good-ass seat. Yeah,
1: and those and tickets are expensive. They are very, very, yeah. they, and
0: they've gotten more so since the slap. Yeah. That's not just hyperbole. That's yeah. a fact. And I wasn't even going to mess with sores or friends with their cheap asses mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. negotiating mm-hmm.
1: no Let me just go. balcony seats with balcony seats. Have you my bootches. experience. Correct. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: So I paid my money and I got my ticket and I got dressed and mm-hmm. I went to see the show. Dustin, I'm here to say for me, yes, Chris Rock is done. Okay. I actually think Chris Rock is done and I say this with no joy or glee. And what I changed, Ebony? And again, yeah, I don't mean necessarily like a cancel culture way. I mean, right. Chris Rock can no longer credibly represent any type of voice
1: mm.
0: in the culture. Mm. I'm going to tell you why. Now, without, um, because, you know, we had to turn our little phones in, and, Mm -hmm. you know, this will be his new Netflix special. (sighs) I don't even know where to start. Okay, first of all, you go in a Chris Rock show, you know this. You look to your left, you look to your right. It might be 5% black audience, Mm -hmm. and that's just the nature. It's similar to a Dave Chappelle show. It's where he is now. It's where he is now. So that part didn't bother me. But what did bother me was it felt for the first time, Mm -hmm. because every time Chris Rock comes to town, I go see Chris Rock. Mm -hmm. For the first time, Dustin Ross, Chris Rock was so clearly shucking and jiving.
1: Don't tell me that. He
0: was so clearly curtailing his bits for white claps. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, without compromising the integrity of his set, Mm -hmm. um, it was was just full on, unapologetically anti-black. Really? Like, it really was anti-black. Like. Anti-black. So I know you
1: can't talk about like you can't tell us what he talked about, but how like like how did it show up as anti-black to you? Like in what way? Yeah,
0: um, he was saying things, mm-hmm. Dustin, that literally reinforced, mm. literally reinforced a literal devaluation of black people, mm. black currency, black opinion, black. Like, I mean, this Negro, this black ass man was sitting on this auditorium right here at 30 Rock Mm -hmm. in front of buku white folks, Mm -hmm. a couple of black folks, and essentially saying, I'm okay with racism. Uh, I'm okay. I don't want too many blacks in certain spaces. I mean, it just was... And I I get jokes, right? I get jokes. I really do, Dustin. I'm not one of them frail types. Um, You respect the space. I totally respect the space. I I make so much room for uh, artistry Mm -hmm. and comedic. Mm -hmm. But this was different. This was not Chris trying to be provocative. Mm -hmm. This was not Chris trying to poke and prod to move the needle. This was Chris Rock being so rich. Being so insecure in how to navigate this space of mainstream filthy wealth success as a black man Mm -hmm. that now you have literally taken on the actual posture of the oppressor.
1: The same person who made the good hair documentary.
0: You know, it's interesting you say that because I was discussing this with my very good friend and she brought that up too. And it made me go back and look. Well, when was that? You know, mm-hmm. you sitting on the couch with Oprah and mm-hmm. feeling that roots and shit and mm-hmm. wanting to affirm, oh, that's his daughters are in the bit. Mm-hmm. And it's not in a way that does them any favors. I don't wow. know his daughters, but I've heard from people that do know them, that they're lovely girls. Mm-hmm. Their father did them no favors in this bit. He went out of his way, Dustin, to, to make sure that his daughters are seen as the magical Negroes. It's they special blacks. Chris yeah. Rock need to be a special black, and he showed his black ass. And if you're going to uh affirm and amplify that narrative uh, of uh, basically what he said was, I'm black, but I'm not a.
1: Yeah, I'm not a nigga, but I'm black. And he said it in front of a room full of white people.
0: Right. And they were laughing their fucking asses yeah. off Dustin. It was like, I looked to my left. Yeah. I I left halfway. Yeah. I left halfway. It was that bad. Yeah, and it wasn't like a protest leave. It was no. like a, I'm hungry. You were done. No, and I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. So
1: mm-hmm. Like you could do something better. Yes, with your time. yes. I'm yeah. hungry,
0: and I'm not really laughing as much because this shit is not funny, and it's r- r- clearly not for me. So let me just take my black ass on to Checkers.
1: Wow, you know, <laughs> and you know I'm you gonna get the Checkers other... late night. <laughs> you know, I, I it's it's funny because I think that sometimes people just kind of go back to their roots in a way that is really unhealthy, right? Mm-hmm. I think Chris Rock had a lot of insecurities. Mm-hmm. Like growing up, I think that he had a experience. He was picked on. I think so. He was so. picked on. And no, I, I think instead of it, mm-hmm. it translating in a way like it does for most of us where we just figure it out, yes. I think that he got rich and famous mm-hmm. and he still had all that stuff with him. And so now that he's arrived at this point, he's just.
0: I'm going to tell you more. <laughs> I think you're right. And I think when I look back at Chris Rock, so all this to say, Chris Rock is 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 dead in, when it comes to being a voice or any type of influence on the culture. Yeah, and also I left there thinking he he need to be slapped one more time.
1: That's what it was. I, I really did
0: feel that way, mm-hmm. and I was not somebody that f- applauded the first slap mm-hmm. just because. Oh, even that. Let's just say he talks about why he didn't fight back, mm-hmm. and even that was because of white gays. You know, it's like, damn, you, at your big age and in your privileged, powerful position, Mr. Rock, you are, you are, you have succumbed, totally submitted to white approval in a way that was just, I, it, I couldn't watch it. I couldn't stomach it. I couldn't watch this this so-called free black man sitting up there being, uh, you know, in, in, in chattel yeah. to white approval. Yeah. It was sickening to me. And so... Back to the slap. I didn't like the first slap. I thought it was just, you know, whatever. But now I'm like, Well shit, where's Big Willie when you need him?
1: Yeah, turn he I, got I, another cheek.
0: He needed another cheek. Mm-hmm. He he actually needed to be slapped for <laughs> that.
1: Okay, yeah. For what I saw on yeah. that
0: stage at um Radio City Music Hall. Yeah, damn. No, it was it was a hot mess. But don't worry, y'all y'all all get to see it. Yeah. But I will say I'm glad I saw it in person because seeing it in the context of that white laughter mm-hmm. um, really was just like, oh, shit, this is some real um, get out type mm-hmm. of shit right now mm-hmm. that's going on. Oh, and I was going to say going back to Chris's upbringing and like, I th- like when you look back at those pictures of Chris um, on Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. who's he surrounded by? Um, Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. David Spade. Yes. Uh, Chris Farley. Yes. I think those are the people that Chris credits mm-hmm. for his positioning. Yeah. I really do. I think those are his boys. And I'm not saying you can't have white friends or white, but I don't think any part of Chris really understands that. Don't get it fucked up. You are who you are mm-hmm. because of the culture. Mm hmm.
1: We supported Chris Rock. Yeah. And we supported him in those It was bigger and blacker. Yeah, hello? And
0: DC, like, that. that is why you are Chris. That is why your ass is hosting the Oscars in the first place. But I don't know. So I was disappointed. I was hungry. Mm-hmm. I ate. Mm-hmm. And for me, Chris needed to be slapped.
1: And you got the hell on.
0: And I got the hell on.
1: Yeah. Well, there's that. You know, good luck to Chris. Make all the money you can make. If he's that yeah. disconnected. You know what I mean? He's that disconnected. It's a disconnect. You really can't reverse that. So no. Adios, sayonara.
0: No, and it's it's a list of them. Mm -hmm. You know, those that understand don't need to name them. But it's a a list of them that they're showing out right now too. Yeah, yeah. It's it's that season. That white approval is a hell of a drug. Yeah. All right. First, we're going to get to the Biden pardon of it all, the marijuana. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um I know, I know, I know. And you know I, I I I hate to be the bearer of I'll call it uh disappointing news. Okay. But but doesn't I got to tell our folks what this pardon means and, and what it, it doesn't mean. mean. Yes. Okay. We got to do that. Okay. Um and we'll do that. Uh my girl, Supreme Court Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson, okay. honey, she's Hailing already doing what needs to be done. Yes, uh, I knew she would. But we'll, we'll, we'll tell you exactly what she's already done and how she's killing the game on the on the first week on the job. That's
1: right. That's right. <laughs> Coming won. out the gate. Boom, boom, okay. boom, pow, right. pow, pow, bam,
0: bam. Um, and then we're g- Lord have mercy. <laughs> uh, New Orleans Mayor LaToya Cantrell. Mm-hmm. Um, I'ma just say it like this, Dustin. You know, I understand there's a way to live.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. But ma'am.
1: I know, and I I have a soft spot for her.
0: Because her do. name Latoya.
1: Because I just I love <laughs> yes. I, I love I love New Orleans. I do too. And her mayoral style, although controversial, right? Indeed. She she's connected to oh, the to the is. city in a way. Very that much so. Is,
0: she's of the city.
1: And they call her Titi. You know, I, yeah. love, I love I love, her. She is, and she so, is deeply
0: vested in the culture. But I want
1: her to make it out of but, this shit. But, sis. Yeah, now. Nah, come on, now. Nah.
0: You're going a step too far, and we'll <sighs> tell you exactly what that is in, in just a minute. <laughs> okay, so uh, big news, Dustin, here over the last few days. The president, Joe Biden, has uh, officially pardoned, you know, anybody that has been convicted of marijuana, simple possession, mm-hmm. under federal law, You have hereby been pardoned by the President of the United States of America. And this is true. This is true, y'all. That's a full, correct statement. Okay. But let me tell y'all what that really means. However, comma. However, comma. Okay. But, and. Right. Okay, so let's talk about a pardon, which is is a a version of an executive order. Now, we've talked about executive orders on this show before. Y'all might need to go back and listen to some old holding court episodes. But in short, an executive order is just that: is a United States president, sitting president, making a unilateral uh, legislative policy effort. Mm -hmm. So he does it with the power of the pen. There's no votes. There's Mm -hmm. no Congress. There's no approval. There's no process. It's just I decided so. So boom. So boom. Great. Sometimes it got to be that way. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. However, that type of policy, Dustin, is so limited. Um, and for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. We wouldn't want the last motherfucker to have but so much power with his pen. right? So that is why executive orders are, um, they're just always kind of low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, so anytime, that's just a flag for y'all uh, jurors out there. Anytime anything is done through executive order, just don't get but so excitable, mm-hmm. um, good, bad, or other, just because it's, it's just not going to have a lot of impact, and that's by design. That's by because any one crazy motherfucker could do too much harm. Right, so okay. there has
1: to be some sort of checks and balances. That in part, place. Yeah. That
0: part, Dustin Ross, exactly. Okay, so that said, here we go. It is an executive order. This is what it does. Again, it pardons and clears everybody who has ever been convicted of a simple possession charge, which started by the 1970s. Now, what it does not do... Mm-hmm. Trafficking, distribution, uh, and that's what most people, (laughs) frankly, are going to be convicted of. So if it's a simple possession, you're pardoned. If it was selling or distributing marijuana on any level, you are not pardoned. Yeah. Okay? By the way, you're also not pardoned if you have a state conviction, which is the vast majority of these charges, Dustin, like— I don't have a number. They don't really have numbers. But probably upwards of 80 percent
1: are state convictions. Our state
0: convictions. And I'm going to tell you why. When you think about the federal government, we already talked about the feds. We talked about the feds day one on this show, mm-hmm. day one, mm-hmm. episode one, season one. Yes. You are talking about resources, efforts, bag, money, just the scope and range of the power of the federal government is immense. Mm-hmm. They're not going to waste their time on no low-level, simple-possession bullshit. They let the states handle they that. Let the sta- they let the locals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's local. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's local. Yes. No shade. Yeah. It's for some sheriff's departments.
1: Let them handle that. You yeah. know, it's yeah. for some
0: local DAs.
1: Yeah, we over here.
0: Yeah, it's for your mm-hmm. part, part and parcel.
1: hmm mm-hmm.
0: We're doing kingpin shit. Yes. We're doing mafia. We're doing organized crime. We're doing RICO. Yes. And R. Kelly. No.
1: <laughs> Man.
0: So that's what's going on there. So Biden's pardon doesn't affect any state charges. It doesn't even affect any federal distribution. And that's the other thing. If the feds are touching marijuana, which the federal government really doesn't deem important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause it's just some grass. Mm-hmm. And that's how that's how the fans talk about it. Like, even when they're doing conspiracy cases and stuff, Dustin, because I've been in the rooms with yeah. them, uh, they want powder. Yeah. They want heroin. They want
1: higher level drugs. Yeah, and yeah. if if
0: it's marijuana, it's got to be a truckload. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a big old 18-wheeler. Mm-hmm. So this is hardly anybody, is yeah. what I'm saying in short. This is very, very few people that will be impacted by a simple possession federal uh uh, conviction to be pardoned by a president. And even that, right? So let's say you're in that small group where where you actually have a simple possession, of uh, federal conviction, and now you're pardoned. This is from the Justice Department. While the presidential pardon will restore various rights lost as a result of the pardon defense, uh, and that, that should lessen some stigma arising from the conviction because now you've been pardoned. Mm-hmm. Dustin, it will not erase not erase, nor even expunge the record of your actual conviction. So it's still there. So what the
1: hell is the point? This is just a headline? (laughs) This is just something to make people feel like he's doing something good? or What's the point?
0: Well, I'm glad you asked. Hold on one second. So even if you are granted the pardon, you still, on your applications for housing, education, all the things this is supposed to help, have to disclose your conviction, and then you can add that you've since been pardoned by the president under executive order such and such, such and such. Um, This is so
1: stupid. You still have the stain of the conviction. You still
0: got to tell them. Because a federal uh, pardon process is more time-consuming, mm-hmm. you might want to uh, consult with da, 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 for your restoring your state civil rights. In, in short, the pardon is an asterisk. Mm-hmm. That's the impact and the effect, Dustin. That's it. That's it. It it says that you still have to tell whatever agency you are dealing with if you applying for a job, if you're applying for housing, if you're applying to get back in school. You you better not not disclose it because mm-hmm. that's a federal offense. Mm-hmm. You got to tell him and then you say, oh, and I was pardoned, but it's not expunged. It's not erased. And if you got some state charges, you fucked because Biden, all, all he can do, which is all he can do on this, I give him, uh, well, it's not all he can do. Put a pin in it. I'm going to tell you what his ass can do. Right. But what he's willing to do right now, mm-hmm, distinction, mm-hmm. is encourage Governors who actually have power over state convictions, which is where most of this injustice has occurred, mm-hmm. uh, to follow suit and do the same. And of course, they're pushing back um, aggressively because that's what they do. They don't, and that's and that's you know uh, th- that's across party lines, to be honest with you, because governors don't like to be told what to do by presidents yeah. anyway. Yeah, you know that's that's ego, that's yeah, politics. Exactly. So what could he actually do? Well, he could get off his ass and he could do the real work. Of whipping the votes. You Mm -hmm. remember House of Cards? Yes. Now, say what you will about Frank Underwood. Mm -hmm. But Frank Mm -hmm. Underwood knew how to whip the motherfucking votes. Mm -hmm. And that's what Biden needs to do. If you want to pass some real legislative change that's going to live up to the so-called campaign and inaugural day promise that Biden did make to black America. He said, I owe y'all. Y'all put me in the White House. I appreciate y'all. Yep. Um, and I'm going to do right by y'all, and I'm going to create legislation and policy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to push through legislation and policy that is going to restore um, equality and make up for the 400 plus years of of, of systemic racism in America. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. I didn't say that. You didn't say that. He, That's said what he said that to us. To us. Yeah. As he was sworn into office. Mm-hmm. So this is how you actually do that, Mr. President. Now, I'm joking because you know, you know what to do. Right. Joseph. Robinette,
1: right. <laughs> when we'll wake your. Ass. Well, more on that later. Go yeah. ahead. Evan. Oh,
0: that too, right?
1: Because I'm tired. And if I'm tired, <laughs> I tired. know that like he
0: tired too. Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit. shit, sleepy ass. But, Mr. President, what you need to do is you need to figure out exactly how to have a majority of votes that will pass a legislation that actually does something on drug. Uh, reform and, and and sentencing reform mm-hmm. from a congressional level. Mm-hmm. So that's both your know, United States House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate. Mm-hmm. And if your margins are too low, meaning you don't have enough Democrats or enough willing Democrats, because you know you can't count that damn um, Joe Manchin at all um, or Kirsten Simeon, because you at know they're going they gonna pussyfoot and mm-hmm. and and placate these Republicans till they they last days. That's mm-hmm. what they're gonna do. So Which you I can't even count up, them. Yeah.
1: Go ahead. Some people just, you just need natural causes. Right. (laughs) Sometimes you just need natural causes. Sometimes you need natural causes. Yeah.
0: Um, So you can't count those. So, Mr. President, go go on and get out here in these streets. Do the work. Do the work and get the votes you need and tell the American public the truth and say, listen, if y'all want some real reform on this, that, and the third, I need the votes. Yeah. I need the votes. I need the votes. I don't have the votes.
1: And he said nothing.
0: Because you're playing. Because you're playing with people. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you saying I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And, and, and that's that's not enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's better than nothing but just barely. Mm-hmm. Just barely. Just, just do the real work, which is going to take getting more Democrats slash conscious Republicans, whatever the fuck you want to call them, people that are willing to actually make good on these policies. Yeah. I don't really care what letter's in front of your name. Just make it good. Make, make it, it good. En- make it enough. Make it good. Make it right. Yeah. And if you don't have the numbers in the House of Representatives and you don't have the numbers, Biden, in the in the Senate, go door to door and make that happen. And tell the people, y'all can reelect me all day. Yep. If y'all don't come out in these midterms,
1: I my hands are tied.
0: My hands are tied and everything I promise y'all and everything you want, I will not be able to do. Yep. That's how you really move the needle, Dustin.
1: Hmm. Well, hopefully we see that happen. I don't know. You know what kind of mo- I don't know how they're gonna prop him up and get him around door to door. I don't know, but you know, <laughs> I'm sure you can <laughs> put a team we, of people together. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just <laughs> sitting up there next to somebody dead than a motherfucker. But no, this, you're absolutely right, and he yeah. needs to do that. Like it should be important. So,
0: yeah. And then that, and then that, is worthy of our applause. Mm-hmm. That is worthy of our electorate uh, as black voters showing up again. Yes. And listen, be clear. We want to put your ass back in office because yeah, we don't we want that other thing want, back. Right. We don't want that all work.
1: Yep, or anyone connected to him. Or
0: anyone connected to him or about that particular life. That yeah. is not in our interest. So let me be very clear.
1: We're trying to work with you.
0: We want we want you to succeed because it's more so in our interest than the alternative. Absolutely. But sir, and Madam Vice President, and I ain't gonna say nothing else on her. Right.
1: But I agree. Cause because you know.
0: Cause you already know, right? We're tired of of y'all winning off the strength of our backs by default, mm-hmm. and that's all I'm gonna say on that.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're gonna mm-hmm. move on mm-hmm.
0: to one good thing he did do. Come on, sounded <laughs> <laughs> like my mama. To he did one, one good thing, thing right, because <laughs> a broken clock is 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 what right twice a day. Come on with it, okay. Justice Kentonji Brown-Jackson, mm-hmm. um, she is, you know, officially now on the high court. Period. First black woman to ever be so. That's right. Amen. Uh, and she's already doing the damn thing. Yes. I'm not surprised.
1: This is how you do the work.
0: This is how you do the work, mm-hmm. generationally. Because mm-hmm. she's going to be on there till she takes them last breaths of natural colors that's right and i and hope that's she outlives all the
1: rest of the rest of them yeah
0: well you know black women that's what we, okay. we do do that
1: we stick they all stick and stay y'all do stick we and stick stay and y'all do but
0: we go to the doctor
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we like the doctor y'all take care of yourselves mm-hmm. shit
0: now uh it's a funny little quick backstory on this uh w- remember that day i did the view and there was only three of us at the table yes it was myself whoopi and anna navarro yes yes well, that wasn't supposed to be like that. There was supposed to be a fourth person there, and it was supposed to be the new hire uh alyssa oh yeah Farrah. yeah. Mm-hmm. mm mhm um, and she had a covid scare that morning, mm-hmm. um so she ended up not being able to 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 show Join up you on all, set. yeah. But before we found out she had a COVID scare, uh-huh.
1: <laughs> we had
0: a pre-production call. Okay. Okay. And this is how they do it on The View, a little back tea. Mm-hmm. So this was a phone call pre-production mm-hmm. meeting for Hot Topics. And this is where we decide what's possible and what do we feel good about, what do we feel like is a good talker, and what's going to give us the steam to have a great, strong segment. Right. So, child, <laughs> child, somebody proposed, you know, um, the confirmation hearings of uh, – Then nominee Kentonji Brown Jackson. Mm -hmm. And Miss Alyssa goes, Well, you know, I just really don't think that one's particularly sexy because, I mean, we all know eventually she will be confirmed. And even when she is confirmed, you know, she's not really moving the needle on the court because, you know, it's still going to be a super conservative majority. So I don't just, I just don't think it's very sexy. And I said, Well, I beg your damn pardon. Let
1: her know. You know, sis. Mm -hmm, Mm hmm. Let her ass know. I find
0: it extremely sexy, ravishing, (laughs) totally turning me on Mm -hmm. for this black woman in all the 200 plus years of the court to finally have um, a presence. And and not just an optical presence, although that is important too, but her ability to provide the court with, with a much needed and entirely unique perspective not just as a black woman, but as a former federal public defender and all of the other firsts that she brings to mm-hmm. the bench. So I'm going to have to disagree with you, Miss Alyssa. I, I find this uh, just tantalizingly sexy, and I think we should do it as a topic. And we did do it as a Ate topic.
1: Ate her ass right on and, up. Up. <laughs> and she know damn well what she was doing trying to shut that down. She Didn't want the attention on her.
0: Right. That
1: the oldest trick in the book.
0: Chabai. And I don't know
1: why she thought that was gonna work on your day of all damn days. Well,
0: you know she hadn't met me yet, but yeah, she met but me she in damn that sure morning. Did
1: okay? <laughs> then piss me off. What the hell you mean?
0: Ain't sexy. Okay. And now we see just how sexy she is. That's right. Exactly. So she's she's doing the damn thing. So already, um, I really want to spend some time here, Dustin, letting our jurors know uh, that Leah Littman, who's a, a law professor at the University of Michigan, how shout out to it? Michigan. Go blue. Yeah, that's a great, it's a great law school. Um, said this about our new justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leah says, I think it's really clear that she's going to be a force to be reckoned with, both in questioning positions that she's skeptical of, but also, Providing support for lawyers when they're being subject to hostile questioning, that backup. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. important to have that reinforcement coming down from the bench. And I say that as someone who has argued before appellate style mm-hmm. questioning, you, you you can tell when somebody's getting your arguments. Yes. And they, they might not can, can can hold your hand, but they can give you that boost and yes. that's important. Yes. Now, for example, just this week. Justice Brown Jackson disapproved of Edmund LaCour. He's Alabama Solicitor General, uh, and he had a case uh, essentially arguing for the state continuing to racially discriminate uh, on the congressional map, because, you know, Alabama going Alabama mm-hmm, when mm-hmm, they can. Mm-hmm. So Lacor was trying to make the case that uh, race should not be considered uh, under the 14th Amendment. The 14th Amendment is the Equal Protection Clause. Uh, and and says that um, you know that the, the, that if we are to truly be an equal society, race you know we shouldn't discuss that. We should, we should be a colorless. Uh, now I want to say a thing about racial discrimination as it relates to the law, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't have to be in its intent. A law does not have to be written with the intention of racial discrimination to be unconstitutional. It is enough if its impact. Is racially discriminatory, mm. meaning I can, you know, some a state can create a law doesn't, or a jurisdiction can create a law, and it doesn't necessarily have to say and and no blacks here or no gays here right, or right. no whatever, because because then that would be an intentional discrimination, mm-hmm. and of course they wouldn't even try that these days. But if the impact, if we look at the data and we see, hmm, there are no black people. Uh, buying houses in this territory. There are no gays being admitted into this institution. There are no Jews being able to, um, you know, have businesses in this particular community. Now that is, it that is deemed, uh, yeah. discriminatory impact, and it, it rises to constitutional challenge. Mm-hmm. Just want to let y'all know that. Here we go. Back to this shit in Alabama. So Justice Brown quickly and effectively broke down his weak-ass argument in an uninterrupted four-minute oral position of her own, saying the following. Well, I don't think that we can assume that just because race is taken into account that it necessarily creates an equal protection problem. You see, this is really brilliant because what she does is she uses the founders, those old crusty white racist motherfuckers, mm-hmm. and she uses their words to beat them at their own game. Wonderful. She says this. She says that the history shows that the founders and the framers, we all love the founders and the framers, mm-hmm. right? Don't we love them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Founders. The
0: founders. Fa- <laughs> That the Fourteenth Amendment was adopted by them in a race-conscious way. That's what our justice says. Mm. She says they were, in fact, trying to ensure that people who had been discriminated against—the freedmen, the newly freedmen—because remember we got Thirteenth Amendment that freed the, 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 the black right, men, right. and then the Fourteenth Amendment came right behind it to say, "Y'all, we sorry for fucking up for the last four—I uh, guess at that time, two hundred <laughs> uh-huh. some years. Here's a new amendment that says everything cool." Mm-hmm. That's essentially what the Equal Protection mm-hmm. Doctrine says. And she goes on to say that during Reconstruction, that was the period that we actually bought equality statutorily to everyone else in society. For four minutes, she talked about this laying out with historical evidence. See, that's when you get the ass, when you use the history, yes. their words, yes. their intentions against the current racist bullshit. And she says that the idea of the 14th Amendment was always designed by our lovely founders and framers to have that race consciousness. Kilt his ass.
1: Hmm. Kilt his now ass. Now get your ass out of here.
0: Kilt his ass. So I just I just love it. I love it. Um I love it as as a as a a person that believes in in the best days of our law, being in front of us, not behind us.
1: Absolutely. I Ebony.
0: believe in Justice Kentanji Brown Jackson. Not because I'm gonna always or the culture's gonna always agree with every damn thing she does or says, but we know she's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um she's unafraid. Yeah. And she's the reason Biden picked her, and again, one of them Mm-hmm. Two days, mm-hmm. the shit mm-hmm. was right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> two times. Um, she does it. Her temperament, mm-hmm. and it's not placating white mm-hmm. comfort, Chris.
1: It's just controlled.
0: It's controlled. Mm-hmm. It's methodical. Methodical. It's it's so deliberate that it makes it hard to uh, impeach mm-hmm. the the nature of her arguments.
1: I love that. So
0: it's very sexy.
1: I admire that, cause see, I'd be on that bench cussing everybody. Yeah, the fuck
0: that's out. why, you know.
1: First of all, <laughs> motherfucker, you knew damn well y'all have put rights on the fucking. Race. That's how. That's the Supreme Court Justice like, Dustin Ross. Oh, uh, Justice Ross. Right. Justice be like, Ross. No, fuck that, Brit. <laughs> <laughs> t- I said, Britt. This motherfucker. i not be and You
0: already know. Okay. <laughs> I don't even want to hear no, no, nothing else from your dumb ass. You can okay. sit down. No Everything, more questions from you. All of that. That's
1: exactly how I would be, be giving it up on that mess. bench. Okay. Uh-huh.
0: So and good for her. And I'd love it. Yeah, good
1: for her though. This is what we need, and this is why. We were so strongly in support of her being confirmed because this is exactly the type of opinion that we need on the Supreme Court. So great, great, Katanga! Great,
0: great, great start, sis, and keep going. Yes, we got your back. Now, who needs to stop? (laughs) (laughs) Is (laughs) Is Mayor Latoya? Entry, and oh, oh, And I, I like America and You She ran into my mama, Mama Gloria, at the Ulta. Did she? Yeah, okay. in New Orleans. Oh, see?
1: I'm telling you, she's just like, No, you know. she
0: is, she's us. She she is us, and we are, we are she. hmm
1: But we just wanted her to do right.
0: Well, and here's the thing. I'm, okay, I'm going to tell y'all the story, and then I'm going to tell you, all the story then i am going to tell you i am going to tell you where I'm with her. Mm-hmm. And then where she lost Where she
1: needs to tighten up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: So New Orleans Mayor uh, Latoya Cantrell, she's actually uh, in a position now where she needs to pay back 30 G's, $30,000 back to the city of New Orleans for what? First class flight accommodations. Mm -hmm. Now, sis's argument goes as follows. Mayor Cantrell says that, you know, I got to be in first class. And let me tell you why. Because I'm a black woman that's essentially what she said she said because I'm a black woman and as such mm-hmm. my health and safety are, mm-hmm. are 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 constantly being compromised mm-hmm. uh, and so I got to spend the money that's going to protect my my back and and my safety and I got to have my security and so my seat position on the plane see that's goes par and parcel with my health and and vulnerability of my health and well-being as a black woman, and she actually says this is the quote. Anyone who wants to question how I protect myself just doesn't understand the world black women walk in. My travel accommodations are a matter of safety, not luxury. Hmm. As all women know, our health and safety are disregarded, okay, and we are left to navigate alone. One, me flying with security and my seat assignment are absolutely tied to my health and well-being, no doubt about that. In addition to that, many may, many may or may not know the levels of anxiety okay, that I do have. And then however, COVID, I had to pivot, uh, and I've had to pivot with making sure that I travel with security and I, I have to be at my best doing it. Okay, so here. Girl, here's, 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 okay. So this is where I'm with her.
1: Yeah.
0: When I saw this story, I texted mom, my good friend Giselle Phelps and I said,
1: mm-hmm.
0: well shit, I'm with Sis. <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with Sis this far. I don't fly economy. Okay. okay. I just don't do it. I work too hard and I'm too goddamn old. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Latoya, some of these flights, because it's a caveat to that. I don't fly economy. Latoya, you're going from presumably New Orleans to Washington, D.C. on a first class flight for $2,300. Now, doesn't I have flown that route? It's no more it's than not, two, two and a half hours.
1: Yeah, it's not worth $2,300. Okay. Yeah.
0: New Orleans to Miami. That's like an hour. Yeah. $2,800, $3,000 almost for a first-class ticket. Now, Switzerland, I understand. That's, That's a, a long-ass long flight. Yes. So she spent $9,800 on that. France, okay. Uh, You probably had to connect because mm-hmm. you're coming from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. They ain't got nothing direct. Not, and, yeah. They ain't going there, <laughs> no. From there. No, you got to come up to no, JFK. Shout out to
1: New Orleans, but she had to definitely connect somewhere. Yes, she had to yeah. connect
0: somewhere. Uh, so she paid 17000 grand for the France flight. Now, this is my policy. <laughs> It ain't no shame in my game. Now you might see a bitch like me in comfort plus, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If it's a two, <laughs> and I be seeing the people be side eyeing me. I see y'all on the plane. Like Ooh. I don't give a fuck. I'm yeah. getting off. Yeah,
1: I'm on. I'm here and we temporarily. Getting, and we getting there at the same yeah.
0: time, so fuck you. Um, <laughs> I know, but you I, know, you know what I'm talking about. I
1: know exactly what you're talking about, and I, I, I do believe that I'm trying my best to give her something. I do believe that black women deserve luxury.
0: Okay, but you see what you said? Mm -hmm. Luxury.
1: Not Not safety. safety.
0: So, here's the thing. Well, they deserve safety, but that's not a safety safety issue. Latoya, you conflating and you know what you're doing. But here's the thing. If it's a two... This is an EKW policy. If the flight is two, two and a half hours... Comfort Plus is fine. Yeah, you know I can, why? I
1: can thug it let's, out. Yeah. And let's
0: break it down. How much are you really thugging? Mm-hmm. You're still getting unlimited cocktails. Mm-hmm. You're still getting... I LaToya and I share a frame. Mm-hmm. You're not no 6'4 mm-hmm. bitch, mm-hmm. you know. So that leg room is sufficient. Mm-hmm. Um, you're getting snacks. Mm-hmm. And nobody's hardly getting a hot meal, including first class, on those short flights. Yep. So I'm actually going... Um, what do you call it? Um Amenity for amenity. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a really better not, choice. Yeah. It's really not a big difference between first class and, and like comfort, premium but, economy yeah. or comfort plus whatever you got. So Latoya, you could have sucked that <laughs> up. Now, if it's a four plus hour flight, I'm with the mayor on this. Yes. One, okay. Yes. No, I'm going to need to lay flat. Yeah. Okay. Straight up. I'm going to need a hot meal. And I actually want cutlery. Mm-hmm. I don't want no plastic. Mm-hmm. I want cutlery. I want a real glass. All I want all of the all things. Of those I appreciate
1: things. that stuff. Yes.
0: Here's the difference, though. This is where she lost me. So I'm with her. I will buy that weak-ass argument mm-hmm. <laughs> that as a I black mean, really. woman, I need first class. I'm going to go there with you, LaToya, Madam Mayor. But you're in the wrong industry. That's, <laughs> that's a problem. Uh-huh. You work for the people, ma'am, LaToya. Mm-hmm. You are in the public sector. So, you cannot ask the hard-working, tax people of New Orleans, Louisiana, to pay for your first-class accommodations. Now, see, Dustin, you and I, we have writers mm-hmm. to, to, to specify.
1: That this is how it has this to be done. This is how it has to be done. But we're not working. We're, we're not, not working public for servants. people. Yeah. We're not
0: public service. Nobody voted for us. Yeah. That's the difference.
1: Well, we ain't spending nobody else's money No, but we spending money our we money made.
0: and the money we made, and it's a part of our, uh, uh what do you call it? I am about to say accommodations. Um compensation compensation
1: yes yes, yes it's part,
0: that's a part of the compensation package okay? that's
1: different so yeah we're
0: private citizens you ma'am are public servants so yeah. you cannot and, and listen if you want to fly first class again says i'm not mad at you mm-hmm. i understand mm-hmm. you have to supplement that mm-hmm. you have to supplement even to this day there's there's um you know even though i've got my contracts and my this and we've earned that mm-hmm. let's be very clear mm-hmm. i know there was a time in my life mm-hmm. While I was flying coast to coast in the back of the plane.
1: Absolutely.
0: And that just sometimes you got to do what you need to do.
1: And it was fine.
0: And it was just fine eating them dry ass Happy pretzels. Happy to be there, okay? Dry, and that little bottle of water. And that uh, Bischoff cookie, okay? That's it. And kept it that's moving. It. And didn't get a pillow.
1: Hmm.
0: Six hours plus, okay? Figured it out. Do what you got to do. But then when you can do better, you do better. Great. Excellent. We love Ascension. We love luxury. We love a life of ease. Yeah. It's a
1: motivating, huge motivating factor to work hard. Yes. Yes.
0: But even now, you know, there are some agreements, depending on if it's a nonprofit or this, that, and the third, where I end up upgrading myself. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And you end Mm up upgrading yourself. So that's how you got to do LaToya. Stop being cheap Mm -hmm. and upgrade yourself. And that's exactly what's happening, by the way, y'all. The city of New Orleans is not playing with LaToya at all. They're
1: not. (laughs)
0: They said flat out, period, you have two options. You can either be sanctioned (laughs) and we could take it out of your salary. Yep. Period. Or you can go ahead and pay the money back voluntarily. Latoya has some act right and she's going to pay them back.
1: Yeah, just get it over with. Keep it player, Latoya. Mayor Mayor Kentrell, keep it player and just get it done. That's all you have to do.
0: Child. I love
1: yeah. you, T.D. I'm trying to have your back, but yeah. damn, you, you, <laughs>
0: okay. you tried it a little much. <laughs> yeah, like come a little come bit mud. You know, you' supposed to be finding the cheapest flights possible for the people. Right, you the people's mayor.
1: I saw her doing the bunny hop. Uh, you know the line dance yes, the bunny hop. She of was course. tearing. Okay, she was tearing it up, jamming. I said, you know that endeared me. To she's her.
0: very endearing in that way. Controversial policy wise, yes. but when it comes to the Gras the people, and the people like, and yeah. um, you know, uh, the Bayou Classic and they shit. Love Mayor Contreras, yeah. they love TD. We love TD. So we want
1: you to win, TD. You Just got to clean your shit up. Right, that's keep all. it,
0: keep it tight, and use them points. Yeah,
1: use your points. Use just your, do your housekeeping. <laughs> yeah. That's what you need to do.
0: Yeah, get you a Delta Reserve card. That's right. You know? I know she got to be gold. I know. At least, and matter of fact, next year I'm, I'm trying to get this diamond status. Yes. I get, if I, wonder, I get. I get to donate two gold status. Yeah. <laughs> Mayor, if you miss, Madam Mayor, if you're listening,
1: we got your back, TD. I'll
0: give you a gold medallion.
1: That's it. If I can, if I can.
0: We're going we're gonna to work it out. Listen, y'all, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Court is going to be back in session next week. In the meantime, y'all, please use your points. Mm-hmm. Um, stay mm-hmm. safe. Sa- mm-hmm. Safety first. Keep the faith and always read the what, Dustin.
1: In terms and conditions. Love stay y'all. safe, TD.
0: Holden Court is an interval present original production from Uppity Productions in association with Dossy Media. Mm-hmm. Executive producer and host, Ebony K. Williams. Co-host and producer, Dustin Ross. From Interval Presents, executive producers, Alan Coy and Jake Kleinberg. Produced, of course, by Ashley J. Hobbs. Editing, sound design, and mix by Stephanie Morell. Original music by Epidemic Sound. Video editing by Kaysen Alexander and Courtney Deans. Consultant, Carla Wilmaris. Special thanks to operations lead, Sarah Yu. Business Development Lead Sheffy, Ellen Swag, and Marketing Lead Samira Still.